Yo, 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 yo. Unproductive and unapologetic. That's us. Yep. How y'all feeling, fellas? Feeling yeah, good. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good, good, good. Gang. Good. I'm going to be honest. This liquor is hitting me quick. <laughs> what you drinking? Tequila. It's tequila. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting show. Listen, yeah. it's, it must be cheap. Is it cheap? No, nah, that, that ain't cheap. Why. I can't call it. That joint hitting me that ASAP. Now, mind you, I ain't eight. I paid 35 for that, though. Man, you should have bought the Henny. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's actually twenty five. Right, they, they it was twenty five. <laughs> they, they beefing over what type of drink. You <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm oh, drinking Gatorade. Man. Yeah. It's the You and You podcast. I'm productive and unapologetic. Uh-huh. Live, fellas, it's your yeah. boy O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Next to me is it's your boy, son, the mother lover. I guess you can call me a motherfucker. <laughs> wow, <laughs> next to him is it's your boy, Rip the Spiritual Gangster. Catch me on greatest I am blog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Next to him is Scott, author of Hypocrisy in America, the veil of white supremacy, available on Amazon.com. Next to him is is your main man Littles. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram, Littles one one two six. And next to him is it's your boy Waves. I'm back. You can catch me on Instagram, Waves underscore DC. Hey, we saved this question for Waves last week because he wasn't here. <laughs> so we're going to get right into it. Let's Waves, it. as the one true through and through Laker fan at this panel, why do Kobe fans hate LeBron so much? It's two reasons I can give you that. Um, the first is because we was kind of like brought into it that way, especially when LeBron came into the league, how it was always Kobe versus LeBron. But it, the media did it. But it, no, y'all did it. <laughs> <laughs> we, did it. we don't put out commercials with the puppets. And no, all that. y'all was hating. Nah, he talking about before LeBron went to the Lakers. He's saying that remember it's been exactly LeBron versus saying. Kobe. I know exactly what he's saying, and okay. I'm saying they created that. Nah, okay. nah, nah, There's no rivalry mean, between. I don't think LeBron. it's a rivalry. You know oh, okay, go ahead. But, um, I'm just saying, like, I think the media played a big part of it. Because they always wanted them two to play each other in the championship. I agree with that. You know I agree with that too. So then it's like, then you got on top of that where Kobe's already had like three to four rings. And then it's like, oh, well, LeBron's already the next joy. Already putting him past Kobe when Kobe's still putting up numbers, getting championships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, how can you just skip over one of the best players in the league? At that point. At that point. Yeah. Okay. I think they skip over Kobe because he's he act like Jordan. Everything he do is, is like Jordan. So it's almost like, all right, that's Jordan. Because it, it's almost like when you put – I don't want to go too far away from the topic. No, but when you put – when you say you're top five, you can't – if you say Mike, you can't say Kobe. If you say Kobe, you really can't say Mike, if that makes any sense. Because they mm. the same player. Okay. 
So if that makes any sense, so I, that's why I think a lot of people say LeBron is the next Jordan, because, you know what I'm saying, because of his numbers, if that makes any sense. I mean, LeBron is great, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't have any issues with him. I bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Laker gang, we out here this year. But, but I say, I, the reason why, I think one of the reasons why he got mentioned in in the same breath as Jordan so quickly is because his impact is Jordan-like. Now, a lot of people say Kobe, you know, plays like Jordan, does things like Jordan. But impact on the game, LeBron is like Jordan. When Jordan came, he was somebody we never seen before. When Kobe mm-hmm. came and he finally came into his own, it was it was something we've seen before. Whereas with LeBron, LeBron is once again like Jordan, something we never seen before. And so I think that's why he got mentioned so quick, because it's like, yo, this dude is like and he's impactful to the league. He's a he took a franchise that was always nothing, just like Chicago was always nothing until mm. Michael Jordan. Cavs have never been nothing until LeBron James. That's a fact. Talk about it, Scott. Uh, you hit the nail on the head, and Cavs won't ever be nothing without <laughs> LeBron James. Now, I mean, I, I I don't know what else to tell you. I can't speak for Laker fans. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, well, we we got a little insight with, from the true Laker fan at the table. Can I say one more thing though? Go ahead. No, I'm gonna tell you one thing though. They hating LeBron right now, but if he win the championship, they gonna be all on his job. Who's hating them? They Lakers not. fans. No, they not. I, no, 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 they, they not. I'm, let me a, tell you. Let me the, tell you what you talking about. The whole mural thing. And, and you seen the drink when they had to put the picture up yeah. and dude try to knock it down? Did you see that? I'm gonna yeah. tell you what I think it is. I think that is Clipper fans uh. and just LeBron haters. Period. I don't really think that has nothing to do with Laker fans. Are they still Clipper fans? They still yeah. exist. Yeah, Clipper fans still <laughs> exist. Cause, cause keep in mind, Clippers thought they had a chance of getting him. That's true. You know what I mean? I don't really uh, think that's Lakers fans doing that. I didn't even think that. of that. Yeah, they didn't thought they could get him. Yeah, I don't think that's really Lakers fans Man, doing once that. Once the season start and yeah. he hit the clue, they, oh, the, LA is going to go crazy over The there. first oh. dunk down the middle yeah. of the lane. They're going to go crazy over there. Staples Center is going to be live again. Yes. All the stars going to be there. They're going to Christmas Day. They, they, live dunk from Alonzo uh, yeah. to LeBron. Yeah, man. All the stars going to be there. They really going to try to bring Showtime back. Because with their acquisitions of Rondo and you got Lonzo, um, now you got LeBron. They got guys that like to pass the ball. I said, dog, they really going to try to bring that showtime back. It's going to be interesting. But I say all that to segue into our first topic. There was a, uh, what was it, a post on social media? Um, I'm giving Rip the, y'all can't see this, but I'm giving Rip the auxiliary cord. He about to take the wheel. Uh-oh, he ain't got his... He's got to fix the snatch. He's looking at IG hoes. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of the show? <laughs> now, it was a post on um, Instagram about parents are upset after two transgender athletes dominate at a girls' track and field competition. competition. Parents say it's unfair to let transgender teens compete in girls' competitions. Trans- oh, you done? Yeah. All right. I'm. I let's. I just need some clarification. <laughs> it was women's track and field. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Two athletes that were competed. They were born men. Yes. Yep. But identify as women. But they identify mm-hmm. as women. Yes. And they was allowed to compete in the women's competition. You got it. And they dominated. You yep. got it. I mean, I'm not Big mad. Shocker. I'm not mad at the parents of being upset. They they got an honest gripe. I, I don't know what the rules are at that school, but. Maybe this is. I think if you was 
I, I don't understand if, if you were born a man and you're allowed to compete with the women in the sporting event. Like, men and women's sporting event is separate for a reason. Right? Exactly. For, right. I mean, because just, just naturally, most women, I'm not trying to sound sexist, most women aren't, aren't, don't have the, the muscle mass and the um, physical endurance of most men at that age. Exactly. So you wouldn't put a... A hundred and fifty pound woman against a hundred and fifty pound man in a boxing match. Exactly. <laughs> like you you wouldn't you would, there's a reason women's basketball and men's basketball are separate. So I, I think the parents have an honest gripe. It's just like this ain't fair, but if you have a child that's that's transgender, h- how do they compete? Like I don't right. I, I don't I don't know what the answer is. It's, right. it's, it's two I'm, sides, yeah. I would say. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the one side where it's like you want your child to feel equal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Talking your mic. You want the child to feel equal, to feel like, okay, you want to be a woman, so Mm -hmm. compete with the women or do the things that the women do. Then you got the other side where you were saying, guys, you really can't compare the two because Mm -hmm. of the physics. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my... And I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive towards the trans community. I'm I'm just... Look, a while ago there was it was a movie, it was a comedy called uh, Joanna Man. Joanna Man, with dude dressed up <laughs> like a like a chick so we could play in the WNBA. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, well, I, 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 hey man, I, I don't understand. It's not. It's not. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Point don't blank understand. period is not fair. Yeah. Just based real. off of the physical, it's, it's just not, not fair. fair. It's not yeah. fair to those girls who work real hard, mm-hmm. training for that track meet, and then you got two. Born males that identify as women who are totally in got the edge based just off of phys- physicality, mm-hmm. and then they come and dominate it. They dominate it. it ain't right. like that. They like it's they close. won by like it was. <laughs> yeah, they dominated. So right. that, that's just not fair. Right. So so real quick, I just want to ask Marcus. So I mean, you kind of was like on the side of both on the fence. Now the reason I act. I'm asking you this question is because, okay, let's say your daughter was a boxer and she went up against a trans in, transgender woman. How would you feel about that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I kind of agree with the parents mm-hmm. because at any sport, it's okay for, I don't even know how to say this because I never dealt with this, but I still feel like they should be competing with the, the males. males, if all that right. makes any sense. Even though you are transgender, all right, we 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 cool it with that. It makes sense because he was born a, you were right. Born a man. Right, so it's, yeah. it's unfair. Like you not, I, I couldn't see my daughter boxing in the Olympics, and it's like, oh, she's going against a transgender man. It's, it has it's, to it's, be a level playing it, yeah, field. Yeah, it got to be a level playing field. That's So I'm on the parent side on I this one. I didn't say I was on. No, I said you was on the fence. <laughs> no, it I sounded like saying, it. No, I was just saying it's it's two sides to it. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I would say right. I understand like how the parents feel like their child should be competing with basically the sex that they want their child to be. I have another question there. Yeah. Would you want a transgender woman to be playing football mm-hmm. with all boys? No. Exactly. So it's almost, you know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. And Littles, you had something to say? I seen you about to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, you cut me off. <laughs> I didn't know you ain't even saying nothing. Oh, no. Um, I think this is what happens when when everybody wants to be included. It's an inclusion thing. Mm. You know, um, everybody talks about equal rights. You want to be treated as equal. But you got to be able to see it from both perspectives. The parents are going to be upset because 
they're, like Rip said, their daughters worked hard to get where they were, and they got dominated by someone that was born a male competing in their sport. But you got to see it from an inclusion thing. If they don't feel, if the transgender don't feel comfortable with the males and you want to be all inclusive, you're going to have to put them with the females because that's how they identify. So you really can't have it both ways. Either they compete as women or they don't compete. And you don't want to tell a, a child they can't compete. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if, to use your word, that makes sense. Um, that's <laughs> a bomb. That's a bomb. I, I just feel like... It's a gray area. Yeah, I feel like I don't feel like it's a gray area. I feel mm. like you, you tell them they can't compete. Either they compete with the males or they can't compete. And then it's, you get a lawsuit. It's not... That's, I mean, that's just what it's going to be then. It, this day and age, things have just become too far sensitive. I mean... I can see you can say inclusion. Yeah, if inclusion, if it was a black, white thing or Mexican, white thing or whatever. But when it comes to your actual physical nature, I think this, there's no gray area there. There's really no gray area. It's, you can identify whatever you want to be, but when you're talking about in competition, that's something totally different. You're using your, your born physical abilities in that competition I mean I don't I don't see no gray area there. <laughs> I understand completely I mean with, naturally uh, men are stronger than women yes yeah I agree I think <clears throat> I think uh, the problem is is that um it's one thing to want to identify as a woman and to be treated as a woman and you know all that good stuff but i'm gonna just say i'm gonna just say how it is you know um that's fine you want to feel like that and be like that but you can't force me to play stupid you know, mm -hmm. you can't force me to be dumb slow and retarded i know you a man everybody know you a man now if you want to identify with a woman, I don't have no, I, I, I don't have no problem with that. That's your business. But this is a female's competition. <laughs> you are not a female. No matter what you think in your head, you were not born a woman. You are not born a woman. So I'm can't. sorry. <laughs> so you cannot compete in this. Now you can you can be female all you want in the men's competition. It's simple as that. And and you know, like Rip said, the sensitivity or 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 this punk ass mentality that you know we can't just tell people how it is and like you say you hit it right on the head this ain't about race this not about something that that you know discriminating against you because of something you can't control uh -uh. you know what i mean this is this is something you can control you choose not to you can mm -hmm. easily be a man you just choose not to I be. mean this this even this isn't even a case of discrimination no one's saying all. you can't yeah. compete no one's saying you can't show up, you can't come here, stay home. They just saying, look, if you're going to compete, we have rules. There's men compete against men, women compete against women. I, I understand you identify as this, but you were born this, so we have to put you in this group. Yeah. If you don't want to be in this group, then you, I, you, you don't have to participate. Absolutely. I mean, you can identify as anything you want. Rachel Dolezal says she identified as a, as a, as a, as a, as a black woman. Mm -hmm. Yo, I was watching the Netflix special on her, but it was a brother at Howard University <laughs> interviewing Rachel Dolezal. And the brother said, I'm not even lying. He said, I identify myself as a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you can identify with anything you want, yeah, exactly. but that don't change That's what you really funny. are. Yeah, you can identify with whatever you want, but you can't compete as that. Right. You can't compete as that because. That's something that you identify with. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't identify with you as that. Hold everybody pause for one second. My bad. Okay, mm-hmm. we back. Okay, I got a quick question. Go, Go ahead. For it. Still on the transgender thing. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think uh, people that are transgender? Do you think it's psychological, or you think that's the way they was born? It's definitely psychological, but I do feel like that you could be born that way. Just like you can be born skits, you could be born uh, Mm -hmm. having mental issues. You can be born a male and think you a female. So So in that vein, yes, you can be born born that way. It still doesn't change, though, that genetically you are a male or a female. Mm -hmm. You was just born with a mental thing or a mm-hmm. mental condition mm-hmm. okay. and again that doesn't mean that you should be treated differently or abused uh-uh. or any of that just like if somebody was born with mental retardation you're not going to treat them different or if somebody was born with mm-hmm. autism you're not going to treat them different or if somebody was born with a handicap you're not going to treat them different i don't think that the i don't think that people that identify that are born male and identify as female should be treated differently or discriminated against or you know any of that uh-uh. we don't condone discrimination here but yeah, i also fact. feel like just like you would address somebody with a uh, mental issue or a handicap or whatever the case may be whatever medical condi- condition it is i think we mess up by saying that oh just let these people be because that is a condition of some sort whether we want to admit that or not. Bro, that's they have a thing called the Special Olympics where people with special abilities compete and for the Olympic medals, right. whatever, whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't let a regular Olympic athlete compete in that. Exactly. <laughs> Just because true. he says, well, yeah, I identify myself. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but nothing's wrong with him. You, <laughs> right. you, you, you wouldn't go for Damn, that. that's a right. ball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good, you know. Good job that's with that one. And so maybe yeah. they should create a transgender competition. If they have enough participants, maybe they should. But then I think that'll go back to then I think it'd be more psychological because well we're not a, we're not we're not forcing I shouldn't say I shouldn't use the word force we're not encouraging people to address that issue anyway so since you're not going to encourage them to address that won't you just create uh create atmospheres for them just like they have gay bars just like they got the bathrooms that yeah. they're trying to do yeah oh, okay. you know just right. create if if you if we're saying okay we're going to let you be whatever you want to be, then create a competition for those those right. people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. you know, so that way you'll have uh men that identify as women competing against each other. Yeah, and women that identify as men competing against each other. Just create their own thing. They do it for everything else. They have a, a gay true. pride march. They have a gay bar. They have a mm-hmm. gay this same thing for them. Do it for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's all needs to be said. Yeah, that's that's that one anyway. <laughs> Colorism in the music industry. Uh, Rip, you had a clip. Yeah, this clip is from the new show on. I think it's TV One. Uh, meet the Meet the Campbells with Erica Campbell and her husband and oh, her, okay. uh, her family. Okay. And all right, let me pull the clip up one second. So her and her sister don't have a show no more. They didn't transition. Her sister took to, a break. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Right. Campbells. Oh, shit. Who are they? 
Nobody knows. Play it again. Uh, Murray, Murray. Murray, Murray. Murray, Murray. Murray, Murray. Okay. I honestly didn't know. That's why I For real? That's okay. a ball. I didn't know that either. Murray, Murray. Murray. Somebody had to ask. <laughs> All right, play the clip. All right. Here we go. Pulling it up. Yeah, matter of fact, I remember talking to one executive, and I never told her this. She basically said she was too dark. Like, she is talented. She is a, the executive, the main guy, the chairman was a white guy. He was like, yeah, I don't know. If I had to be honest, you know, color play factor. And for the most part, I would keep those conversations away from Joy because it's just hurtful. It's hard to tell somebody that this company doesn't want to get behind you because of something you cannot change about yourself. They know you have to tell you. Keep it 100. I've had some pushback even with trying to do things with you. I had executives tell me, like, yeah, she's straight, but she's a little too dark-skinned, we think. Yeah. Then they went as far as to say, bring me a white person that sings like that. Sings that music. I'll sign that tomorrow. All right, we got it. It's a little, a little choppy. I apologize for that, but we got the gist of it. Now, quick question. Uh, the Murray Mercers, that's the lighter one or the darker one? <laughs> both of them. Yeah, both, both of them. Same both of them? Yeah, both of them the same complexion. Yeah, they same complexion. Well, he's what it was, he was talking. The no, husband, about okay, Erica right. Campbell's husband was talking okay. the, to his wife about his sister. He's, uh, you know, he has the record label, My Block, and he manages his his younger sister. Oh, okay. And she's dark complected. To me, she's not dark complected. She's yeah, just brown skinned. Okay. So I don't even understand what the problem is. No, the re- and the reason why I asked my original question because one of the Murray Murrays are. Are brown is brown skin is I mean, darker mm, complexion. They both light. I think they both both yeah. light. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. I thought one was darker. <laughs> than but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but basically the her Erica Campbell's. She was part of Murray Murray. Her husband. He has his record label My Block, and he's managing his sister, his younger sister, and she's she's quote unquote dark complected. To me she's brown skinned. Okay. Uh, you agree, son? She's yeah, brown skinned? Because yeah. he's dark skinned. Right. Yeah, he's dark. Yeah, he's yeah, dark skinned. She's lighter than him, definitely. So Wow. So yeah. I mean what do y'all think about it? <laughs> um colorism in the music industry Nobody should be surprised. Right. I mean, people have been talking about this forever. I'm honestly that. surprised that it's still going on like that. I understand that it is it still can be going on, but I'm still shocked that it's so many not like complected people out what, here that's crazy, in the yeah. industry. I have a question though. He has a, a gospel label, correct? It's not. It's, it's not, not necessarily gospel, gospel oh, okay, but right. he got a lot of gospel. Because I thought Murray Murray was on that label. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. That's the only reason I asked. It's yeah. kind of weird that that. Go ahead, Scott. My fault. Yeah. Oh no, you good? I was just gonna say. I mean, is, is anybody here shocked? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm it's, it's, it's a thing. Right. It's colorism and everything. Mm-hmm. Is um just to deviate from this topic, they got a um a big issue on a new TV show mm. called Teen Titans. Okay, there's a character named I want to say her name is Starfire. On the cartoon, she's an orange alien, right? <laughs> they hired a dark skin, a darker skinned black woman to play with the orange hair, and they was like, "Why would you pick that person? She's 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 black. She's she doesn't look anything like the character." But people are also saying the character's fucking orange. It's <laughs> 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 an orange alien. What is an orange alien? <laughs> right. Who are you gonna hire? Right. What they really wanted to say is, why didn't you hire a white person? Right. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Pretty much. Uh, it, this this situation confuses me because. 
like I said, he has his own label. He's done a, a lot of work with a lot of big people in the industry yeah. outside of gospel. Uh-huh. So I would think that with his reputation that they wouldn't even be coming to him with this. It's just weird. And like I said, she's not even dark-skinned to me. She's brown-skinned. She's... She's like the complexion of what Kelly Rowland, probably a little lighter. Mm, okay, like I don't, I'm, I'm just shocked because there's so many like good artists out here, female artists. That's not. But let me go on a limit. Ask you a question. All right. How many dark skinned artists are huge artists? Facts. I was going to ask the same yeah, question. Not, I understand because I was many. sitting here yeah. thinking like I can't, I can't think, think of one, one uh-uh. that's dark skinned and and has. We talking about women, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's okay. just. I mean, we could talk about women, but has blown up to the level of let's say a Beyonce or even even lower than that. Let's say has blown up to a level of. Uh, who? Are, con- are you considering like Mary J dark? Darker? See, uh, she's she, like uh, the same complexion as Mary yeah, J. But she, might, but she <laughs> might be the only one. Mary or uh, Erica Badu? But uh, is Badu really up there? Was Erica Badu as big as Alicia Keys? Uh no, I don't, no. I don't think so. Man, look, when, when it comes That's to so the entertainment business, the lighter your skin is, the more marketable you are to mainstream America. Look, that black audience is only going to take you so far. If you want to reach the, if you want to reach huge levels, let me tell you something. Whitney Houston was an anomaly. Mm. Yeah, it's it's hard to reach that megastar status, mm-hmm. especially as a as, as a black person in America. The lighter you are, the more marketable you are, the more mainstream America will accept you, and the more money you likely to make. The the record companies will get behind you and push. We all know entertainment is all about a look. Yeah, it's all yeah. about an image. Yeah. If you got the look. Corporations will get behind you and push you. Yeah. Now, if if you, you you got the voice, you got the talent, but you got some dark skin, ooh, that could be a hard sell. And it doesn't think, mean oh. that you can't get on. I'm gonna let you go, waves. It doesn't mean that you can't get on. Is is it just seems to be like you're limited. There's a barrier. To what you can do. Go uh-huh. ahead, waves. I was gonna. Uh, it's a question for Son. Actually, how you were saying how you be limited because you're dark. With like Lil Wayne, you think he did the rock album for that purpose? You need to think uh, about it. I ain't think about that. I mean, actually, I mean to cross over into a into yeah, a to a bigger yeah, market. Actually, you know? a great question. I honestly don't. You know, know I would say by the I time Lil Wayne put that rap album, I mean that, that rock and roll album out, he was already huge. He, he already had. I, I think, think he already had that big. Old. I think totally rap different, different though. too, though. Because yeah. like you think of Biggie, everybody right. can't even rap is different. Of, you yeah. can't even think of too many light skinned rappers that. You know what I'm saying? That are big besides Drake. Drake and Cole. I yeah, think, Drake and Cole. I, you know think know rap, I think rap is a different genre. Yeah, rap is universal. Yeah. Everybody yeah. listens to rap. Is it a different genre when it comes to women, though? It is. I agree how, with how many big dark skinned female rappers are there? I think Remy Martin was the biggest, probably. But, and, but the closest to In retrospect, how big is Remy Martin? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she got bars, but we talking Lil about Kim? how big is she really? Yeah. Little Kim was was huge, but look at look look at well, her look. Hip hop is always funny when it comes to women, anyway, because it always got to be true. just one, one on top. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Let me ask y'all a question though. When do you think it changed? Because if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, back in the day, you had Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. you yeah. had Patti LaBelle, mm-hmm. you had Anita Baker. When did it turn into this? So big on image versus the talent. When, when the pop music came out, when mm, uh, the new kids on the block mm. type stuff came out, because like when you think about it, like there's still ton of women R and B singers out here, but they're 
they're lumped into that category of neo soul. Mm. So since they're not quote unquote pop music, then they not they don't get marketed the same way or they not as big. So but, you feel like once pop once pop music sort of took took a bigger role yeah. in, the, in in the light. It, that's when it kind of Yeah, changed. that's what I think. Hmm, Once these Caucasian pop stars mm. started to steal the music that black people was doing, mm. that's when it changed. Mm. New Kids on the Block, that wasn't nothing but a rip-off and new edition, man. White New yeah. Edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come True on. From the same city. No, Boston. no disrespect, but Justin Timberlake, that's Usher. True that. <laughs> Come on. Don't, don't disrespect JT. <laughs> Come on. No, JT is, a, JT is, is a beast. Who, who, don't disrespect JT. Katy Perry? Come on, man. That's that's black music. Yeah. Like once once they said, look, all these black artists that's getting these numbers, all we got to do is get somebody white to do it, and they started cherry picking from the Disney Channel. Honestly, when <laughs> they started doing all our music, when that's I first bomb. am I lying? That's you not. That's true. When that's I first saw this clip, I started thinking about the five heartbeats, and y'all remember mm. that part where. They was trying to find a label for the five heartbeats. Mm -hmm. And then they brought in that white group True. and was like singing the same singing song. The same song. Oh, and then the part when they brought the album cover to the to them and it was white people all on the album. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's real. That's real talk. <laughs> yeah. And then stuff like stuff like that's that a, really happened. Uh -huh. You know. Um you uh, Little Richard talked about it forever. Like, uh -huh. you know, y'all stole my sound, y'all stole my everything. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like I was just sitting here thinking like all the big groups, let's just say of the seventies, like David Ruffin and them want no lookers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, uh even um James Brown wasn't no looker, uh -uh. you know what I'm saying? And they were they were pretty huge. Tremendous amongst, talent. Yeah, amongst black and white. So I was just curious, like, where did we feel? But that that pop uh analogy, I think, might have hit it right on the head. When pop became a thing, mm -hmm. that's when things started. Which is to weird because when hip hip hop, the hip hop culture is pop culture. I mean, mm. I don't know. And so I guess pop kind of what is what's hindering R and B because R and B is yeah. sort of taking a back seat mm -hmm. to That's hip hop that and pop. Soul thing. R and B yeah. is like Post Malone now. Like he had like the number one song on the R and B charts a few <laughs> weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is R and B. Psycho? I don't even listen to Post Malone, brother. I can't. I can't tell you. I think they sleeping ways. Post Malone nah. was nice. No, is it what song? He's talking about that song to say. The album. He, he makes he makes dope yeah, albums. So he shouldn't be R and B though. I think R and B been coming back for the for the past few years of trying to make a comeback. Yeah. There's a lot of dope singers out there. You just got to find them. Man. Oh, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. The talent never yeah, goes away. Yeah. I'm it's just saying day. the level of acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fame. mean, uh, case in point, uh, what was the biggest R and B album of last year? Scissor. Yeah, no. I agree. And she's okay. darker. I don't, she's darker. I think it was Sir. Okay, let's say it was Scissor and Sir. Okay, you said the biggest, like popularity wise, right? Yeah, popularity. So, so let's say it was both of them, right? Mm -hmm. Are they on the level no. of Beyonce? Nobody is. <laughs> Are they on the level? Hold on. Are they on the level of even? Uh, I mean, you all the they're not on the level of any of the top artists of the other genres. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're not as big as the top hip hop. Mm -hmm. They're not big as the top pop. They not big as the top country. They ain't big as the top rock. If Taylor if Taylor Swift yeah. dropped an album tomorrow, she blow all them out in records. That's what I'm saying. Or That's streams or however they doing music these days. That's what I'm saying. Or Dale. So yeah. Or Dale. Or Dale. So the talent is there. It, you know, it, it's never been a shortage of talent. Mm -hmm. It's just the um, 
you know, the ones that are able to get the notoriety or the marketing or whatever have you want to put it. So I guess the fight continues. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tiana Teller was on a radio show talking about her husband's hit list that we thought was pretty interesting. Rip, you have a clip? Yeah. Talking about Shump. Pull it up. <laughs> Iman Shump. Shump out here knocking him down. NBA? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know he played for, for Sacramento. Ma- Mellows, okay. Kings, I think yeah. he's a free agent right now, though. Nah, he signed with the Kings. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah he with the I Kings. did see a clip of him training uh, this summer. He was dropping big bucks. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right, let me pull it up. Clear that up, okay? Please, because do. I feel like a lot of people misunderstood. Now, my thing is, I don't care about what happened before you. But I feel like if you dealt with any, if you if you dealt with anyone that has enough, like say if like whether it's an IG model, whatever, say yep. that's why I, you know, I f your man. Right. If you didn't right. tell me right. that you dealt with her your rookie year, how mm-hmm. am I supposed to defend you? I'm just saying, like that's what I mean. So my yeah. thing is like if she say I was dealing with Iman, no, you was not. Right. That nigga hit. Rookie season. Yeah. That was not recent. Like, you over there like, like that. I'm, I'm uh-huh. one of them wives. I'm one of them wives that's like the homies. Mm-hmm. If I know what's going on, and I don't mean tell me ahead of time. I mean like if I say, babe, who this girl um, that's talking about, you know, she did this, that, and the third. My thing is just tell me. Tell me right, right. then and there so I know how Give to defend you. Give me the ammunition. Give me the ammunition I'm not going to make you get in trouble for something that you did way before me. I have to clear that. Hmm. So how do y'all feel about that? Oh, let me leave with a question. Do you feel it's important or that you should let your woman know about your hit list? I think, uh, like what she said, if something comes up, then just go ahead and be honest about it. So, when the you know, it won't be no situations where the girl's saying this and that, and then your wife mad at you or your girl mad at you, and that don't happen like five years ago or ten years ago or something like that. But I honestly, I mean... Yeah, I agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question to y'all? Everyone on here that's in a relationship? Ask anything you want, okay. brother. It's your show. How can, shut up, shut up. How can a woman get mad at something you did before she got there? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> brother, a woman can get mad at anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Society told them that they can do whatever the you hell they want to do. She could... She could be mad at the kids, and you gonna get mad. She gonna be mad at you too. That's a <laughs> fact, boy. That is a fact. <laughs> That's a, that fact. Is a fact. But uh, I agree with her. I think I have a problem with being too open. If you, if that makes any sense, with what she's saying. Explain. Now, what I'm saying is, if that situation was to come, I'd probably tell her the whole thing, the story, how it happened, what happened, what day it was, how did it go. You know what I'm saying? Then she probably would get mad about something that happened five years ago. If that makes any sense. Because I'll be too detailed on what happened five years ago. She'd be like, you, gonna you must really that. enjoy that. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know so do you still <laughs> talk to her? That might be my problem. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't have that right now. I'm just saying. That's what I would do. Oh, I mean, look, I... I agree with what she said 100%. Look, I already told my woman, look, I'm not going to have you out here looking dumb. If we out in a situation and another girl is smiling and grinning and comes up and say, hey, how you doing? And you're going to be looking at me and be like, well, where you know her from? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Look, if, if, if it comes up, if you're in that situation, I'll be open and honest. Like, hey, before you, this is what went down and this is who this person is. Like, it, it's worse, I think, 
if you try to lie and try to cover it up, yeah. and then you have her out here looking stupid. Like, I think like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, 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 keep it real and, and keep it pushing. Yeah, Absolutely. I think like even like your situation, well, any situation like a female come up, I think it's best if you go ahead and say before she even asks, because the question gonna come up. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's yeah, better yeah. for you to be like, yeah, this such and such from when I did this with her. You know what I'm saying? Before the question, a female ain't gonna never forget. She's gonna be like, so. About that chick that came up to us earlier today. Right. She's going to ask that on the way home. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like she's going to wake up in the middle of the night and ask. So who is this That bitch? shit going to be on her mind. Oh, so you thinking about her while you sleep? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, women know. They absolutely. know. They, they, they pick up on that vibe real easily. So just go ahead and say yourself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So y'all open with that? I am. Or you, yeah, or you, you just, gotta be. or you're open when you're asked. Yeah. It depends. It, it, it depends on the situation, yeah. honestly. Especially if how you are being approached with um, how even if somebody comes up to you, be like, hey, how you been? It's been so long since I seen you. Last time I seen you, we had such a great time. And it's like, great time doing what? Right. You know well, what I'm saying? I think it's she just, trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. But I just think, I just think it's how you been approached with the situation. Of how far you need to go into detail about it, and be open and honest with it, because sometimes it could just be somebody you went we to school with. I ain't gonna yeah. pull no. It could though. just be a former coworker. <laughs> could be somebody you know used to go to your church. It could be innocent. So, so let's Absolutely. reverse this question. What's up? What if it, it was reversed and a dude was like, "Oh, I did da 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 da." I would say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even want to know. You wouldn't care. Like if she can't, if he can't, if you know what I'm saying? Same situation, whatever. How if it's it go? Before me, I don't. I, I don't. Okay. Well, I don't, all I don't, you really? tell me is. We went to high school together or some shit like that. I don't need to know. All right, fact. I don't need to know. Oh, no, I don't ask questions like that. It was before me. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. never I mean, ask questions. Males you don't and females are answer. different on yeah. them situations anyway, so. But just to add a little bit of context, like, I feel like, yes, you should um, be open and honest depending on um, what the situation is. So I guess what I'm getting at, if you're not asking me, about something sexual, I'm probably not going to just come out and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we used to get it. You know what I'm saying? Right, but yeah. if if you ask a question, if you want to go down that road, my favorite line is when I'm asked a touchy question is, you sure you want to go down this road? Because I'm going to be honest with you, so I want you to really... Be sure mm-hmm. yeah. you want you want to hear the story behind it. You don't want to feed their insecurities. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's important to um, be open and honest, but also be smart. Like yeah. you don't need to. Uh, it's like that, almost like that saying, like what she don't know won't hurt her. So if she's asking the question, yes, be honest, but mm-hmm. you don't have to add more information <laughs> right. than needed. Yeah, 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 then I hit her in the yeah, yeah. You know what I'm bathroom. That job was like You want to know why we go to this place for vacation? <laughs> yeah. I go with her. Right. She was she was the first person I had sex with outside on the hood. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You I learned, I learned too excited back. about that. I learned story. that move from her. <laughs> right. Nah, you just tell them. Don't go for Sunday. Nah, you tell them. Let's just do what we did. What I did with the other person. <laughs> Never go full Sunday Malone. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get yourself that be a shirt. out there. But I'm gonna bleed this Tiana Taylor out um, straight into the Will Smith clip that we came across uh, with him oh. talking about marriage. Um, and I thought what he said was so um, profound and so important. Being, you know, I'm a divorcee um, in now a, a, a serious, I guess you would call it, current relationship. And I think what he said is dead on. And anybody that is married or is looking to get married, 
Um, congratulations to Scott. I hey, think this is something that thanks, that you definitely should uh, hear and take heed to. Um, go ahead, play the clip, real. All right. Him yet, and that is so deeply true. It's like. Um, as much as marriage is a relationship commitment, it really is a singular commitment to yourself that you are going to use your marriage to develop yourself, right? Marriage demands that you be the best version of you or it ain't going to work, <laughs> right? So, you know, that she, you know, Ruby really locked us into that space where Jada and I realized that we were on individual journeys. We were both trying to force a marriage when actually, you know, if, if you, know you think of us in terms of a seed and soil, are, are they married, right? Is a seed, it's not married to the soil, it's just growing together, both doing what they were designed mm -hmm. to do. And me and That's Jada sort of yeah. found ourselves into that space where uh, even know him yet. Mm -hmm. I mean that was that was powerful. Yeah, that, yeah, was, deep. that was very powerful. <laughs> it's that's dead deep. on. Is your volume all the way up? Yeah, that's the problem. Turn it down a little bit. That's deep. But go ahead. Uh, who want to rock on that first? Uh, Will Smith dropped the gem on that one. He, he always dropped gems. Though. Yeah, that was that, that was some powerful stuff, man. He said marriage forces you to be the best you you can be. Yep, absolutely. And just because you know someone for years, don't necessarily mean you you really know them at all. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that was wild. Absolutely. Was like, My goodness gracious. Absolutely. But, but did you get out of that? Uh, I got out of that. It's more of a um, if it's be the best you. Do mm -hmm. you think that's more of you have to change because you know a lot of people in marriages feel like, oh, this person need to change or that person need to change. Uh, I think that when people stuck in that that mind frame, that's where the problem is. They're trying to change to fit the marriage, to fit the relationship, and that's not what I feel he's saying. He's saying that you just have to grow as an individual and growing and evolving into the best you that you can be. That ultimately makes the relationship better. Mm -hmm. That makes the marriage better. Just like he he brought up the the seed and the soil. Yeah, that's a bomb. They both have their own individual roles of growing and doing their own part. And but they're coming together as they're doing those parts. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, that's a bomb. I was fine. Yeah. Seed and the soil. I like that. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I would say um, I agree with Will a thousand percent. And I think I also said on the last show that sometimes women get caught up in a cycle of constantly talking about what you, the man needs to do or should be doing. And they spend so much time focused on that that they don't they can get so so engulfed in that that they don't take the time to focus on what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, if you talk to guys that say, oh, man, don't get married, or I wish I didn't get married, or da, da, that's the problem. The problem is all the energy and attention mm -hmm. is focused on what he's not doing, what he should be doing different, what he needs to bring to the table, and it makes the relationship unbalanced. Yeah, that, it stifles both parties. It stifles the woman because she's not growing because she's too worried about what the man is not doing mm -hmm. or is doing that she don't like. And then it's stifling the man because he's too busy trying to please the woman and mad at the whole world because he's going through the situation. Yep. So he's not growing either. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and you find a lot of men 
caught in that cycle where they're just tired of hearing her mouth. Mm, yeah. Like Scott say, that mouth of mass, uh, mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're just tired of hearing her mouth. So now he's shut down. Mm-hmm. And now she's even more in an uproar because he has shut down. What should be happening is, like Will said, she should be focusing on her and how she can better herself, how she can better improve her situation, and he should be doing the same. And because they both are doing that, it's going to flourish the relationship That's as a, a whole I agree with because that. they're both continuously growing. A lot of times when relationships come to an end, one person has outgrown the other. Yeah. Okay. One person feels like, I'm at a point in my life where my partner does not fit in the picture anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you're both continually growing, then you can grow together. What women have to understand, though, is sometimes they stunt the man's growth. Mm -hmm. By always being a dark blanket over him, you shut him down and you you keep him from growing because he's so frustrated and irritated and tired that he's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to sit yeah, here yeah. until she say, fuck it, I'm gone. Yeah. And then I go and play 2K. She, you know what I'm talk to him, Johnny. She's trying to, she's been, she's trying to play her role, but at the same time, she's putting more energy into playing the man's role. Exactly. So then the man can't be, he don't know who the hell he is. Right, so. And the biggest thing with men, we have to know who we are Absolutely. as a man. Absolutely. Our identity is the number one most important thing to us. Absolutely. We kind of like beating up on the women, though. <laughs> I, not, I feel not, like we are, because even though, truth. I mean, we are all male cast, but we job, we are job beating up on the women now, because y'all making Not to say like, that it's not, not you know, trifling niggas out here. It's, uh, I'm it's, just saying. It's trifling people on both sides. And not uh, to cut you off, son, I have nah, given good. women... Big praise on this show for yeah. I'm talking about right now. We beating them up. Hey, though. Well, I feel like we beating them up. Well, balance, balance, <laughs> balance is important. Balance yeah, yeah, no, that's important. a fact. That's a fact. But I guess we only can speak for the experiences that we go through. We go through. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I, I mean, agree should, with all. I what think y'all it would help the women out honestly. Yeah. Because now absolutely. I feel like they or hear the side of a man of what should be done for the women in relationships. Absolutely. So, it's this. I feel like it's this fear with a woman that they feel if they let a man be a man, that he's going to go out here and be a dog. It's a difference between a man and it's a difference between a dog. <laughs> well, it goes back to what you kind of said. Um, I, I, to to Son's point that we're beating up on the women. Bust this. If she's focusing on what she needs to do and she's growing and she's flourishing and that man is not. That's also a sign. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we pick the wrong mate. Let's just be yeah, honest. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. <laughs> it's like society or the system has created this thing like, oh, you know, if, if you marry them, if you be with them, you you know, it's bad if you break up. If you No. Right. If it ain't working, if you're growing and your mate is not growing, or if your mate not growing, becomes a hindrance to you and it becomes a hindrance to you being the best you that you can be you might have to let that relationship go and i'm going to go even further i'm gonna go even further and say this i just lost my train of thought don't worry about it oh he turned we got that sun season uh, episode four (laughs) like john said though i mean when you think about a woman it well, just in a relationship period, if 
if if your mate, whether it's the male or the female, is not growing, that's a problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a serious problem. If they're not growing, trying to grow, it's a problem. Yes, yes. I think it deal with more communication, honestly. I mean, because you really yeah. wouldn't know. Because how would you know if I'm growing if I'm not telling you what I'm trying to do or trying to be? Well, you can both see. sides. You can both see. Sides. You can see stuff. I mean, because like honestly, if a if a woman is on her job, uh, and he and this guy sees it, he's going to be stepping up his game. Exactly. That's a fact. Exactly. I give you that. If he's not stepping a up his game, dude. then yeah, real. If he's not stepping up his game, then yeah, she's going to let him go <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Dudes are mo. Dudes are motivated by what they see women doing. They should be motivated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're right. They because, should be. <laughs> because, and I said this on an earlier episode, women, let's be honest, women are the great motivator to yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Should be anyway. Mm-hmm. And if your woman doesn't motivate you to be better, then that might be the wrong woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if, if let's, let's be honest, if it wasn't for a woman, we wouldn't even trip off of how we dress. We wouldn't trip off the car we drive. We wouldn't trip off of none of that. It's because the, the type of place we stay in, if we keep our house clean or dirt. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the things that men do is predicated be, uh, upon getting the attention of a woman, yep. right? Yes, and then sir. once you get her, you got to maintain what you did to get her, right? Mm-hmm. So That's so, when the headache really starts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the woman should be the great motivator. So if a woman, as a woman, and I'm saying to you ladies, if you are not motivating your man to be better, two things need to happen. You need to first check yourself. Is it something about me that makes him not want to grow? Or did I just pick a deadbeat dude? Because there are some dudes, it don't matter how much you try to motivate uh-huh. him, how much you try it's to It's just not going to work, whatever, just, no matter what you do. It's not going to work. I, so I, I, I got to uh, come back off that. I feel like most men need a strong woman to absolutely help help them be the man that they need to be. Now, I'm not going to say, uh, you make a good point. And I'm not I gonna said say, most. I didn't say all men, though. Yeah, there you I go. said most yeah, men you're right. you're need right. Right. a woman you're to right. help them be, right. a strong right. woman, help them be the man they need to be. Now, when I say that is, I don't know. I probably said this on the show before. I don't know. But it's almost like if I'm from the hood and I date a girl from the hood, she cool with hanging on the block. Yeah, you said it I said this before. Okay, yeah, so okay. it's almost no, the same saying, thing. But saying. so... If I date a girl that like to travel all the time, she's going to take me out the hood. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that makes any sense, it's almost like, Slim, this world's bigger than my hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right. I think every man, not every man, most men need that woman as a motivator. But if you're not a strong woman and you're not trying to motivate him, more than likely he's going to walk all over you. So if he's able to sit on that couch and you go to work, He's going to continue to do that because you're not a strong I don't want to say you're not a strong woman, but I feel that way, that you're not a strong woman because you're not going to let no man sit on your couch while you go to work and then come home and cook and clean and stuff like that. No, now let's be clear. There are some women that don't mind taking care of a man. That's true. Okay? There are some women that don't, you know, that, that just have that nourishing, they have a need for that. You'll be surprised how many women get pleasure out of being able to take care of a guy? Being the man, women, basically. Yeah, but there are women like that. And there's some guys that are cool with that. 
You know what I'm ho, saying? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but I say this all the time. I say there is no right or wrong way when it comes to love and relationship. Oh, that's true. It's all based on your situation. Yeah, you what's, good, what's good for the goose is not always good, good for, for the, the gander. gander. You know what so. I mean? And so, you know, your relationship, you and your, you and your woman might like bringing other women in the bedroom. Right. That, to me, there's no right or wrong. Shout out Marquise. But to me, to me, there's no right or wrong in that. That's mm-hmm. your situation. Right. Rip and his girl, they might, you know, they might like bringing another guy in the room. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example. You knew it was gonna be something bad. He was like, Duh. Yeah, I, knew, I felt it coming. I felt it coming. Okay, maybe that was a bad example. Anybody <laughs> else we good with that? Oh, that's funny. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials. We came across a millennial clip. Rip, you got that uh clip. We're gonna yeah. move right along from there. That was funny. In between your threesomes with oh, other men. <laughs> The bedroom is not defiled. (laughs) What What you do is your is your business. What What is a millennial? That's someone born in the in the nineties, two thousands. Oh, nineties and two thousands, right? Born in two thousands. I can't find the. I I think it's nineties and two thousands. So I hang with some guys at my job. Uh They all older than me. So there's this guy, the guy that did the cook the fish for me Uh at my cookout. Uh He's sixty. Okay. And the guy that was on the grill, he's forty four. Okay. So I hang with them all day at work, and they call me a millennial because what they talk about is not what I talk about, but I can uh, talk about what they talk about. It's just that the things that they talk about, is, it's more of a, uh, like, back in the day. Right. Because I said, old school. yeah, so just uh, yesterday, okay, just yesterday, now that you do the clip, I mean, just two days ago, we was talking, I said, yeah, I was born in 1984. My first gang was an Atari, uh-huh. right? So... The dude that's like 44, he said, you was deprived as a kid. And I said, <laughs> I said why you say I was deprived? He said, you was born in 94, right? I said, yeah. He said, if your first game was Atari, Nintendo came out in 89. He Ooh. said, your father deprived you. And I was like, damn. My father might deprive you. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead and let the clip rip. All right, here we go. Got that joke from the second hand. So. <laughs> right. Here we go. Millennials were raised to stay in a child's place, to stay out of grown folk conversation, and to lower our voice. Because she brought us into this world, and she could sure as hell take us out. And so we listened. But the problem is that when it was our turn to grow up and be adults, we didn't know how. Our voices were silenced with fear, and we were left out of conversations that would have given us information on how to maneuver and mature. And now, the same generations that didn't give us the proper information criticize us for not having the proper information. They'd be like, uh, this new generation is so entitled and they're so spoiled. They have it so easy. All they want to do is drink and go on Snapchat and Instagram. First of all, Kathy has it easy. Come make one of these Ed financial payments, dog. Most millennials don't have direction because we weren't shown how to navigate. If we weren't shown healthy relationships in real life, how are we supposed to create them? If we weren't shown self-love, how are we supposed to have it? If we weren't shown how to manage money, how are we supposed to manage it? That's why I'm on social media all the time sharing any information that I have because if we don't help each other figure it out, no one else is going to help us. Woo! That's a bar. That was powerful. And it was very true. That's two clips in a row, Rip. It was very Ooh. true. I have, I have a definition of what the millennials are for those. Go ahead, please, break that down. Please, it says, millennials are born between the early 1980s 
to the mid '90s or early 2000s. Okay. What? So, so millennial? <laughs> yeah, that's weird because at yeah. first I thought we was, we was in the another. 80 babies. Like, I thought we was we like in Generation X. Yeah. Or we are 84. We're not, we're not considered millennial. Well, you was born in what year? 81. Yeah, we're not considered millennial. Me, you, and Scott. What year you was born? 82. We all four of us were not considered. So you saying 84? I'm a millennial. I think that's just a new born. 88. He's definitely a millennial. Oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely. You might not be. You might not be. Nah, he is. Roll that nigga over. They're just changing the name. Because I remember calling us Generation X. What did I say again? Because right here it says Generation X. Born between early to mid 60s and early 80s. That's Generation X. Oh, early 80s. I'm definitely Generation X. Because before that, it was the baby boomers. Then you got the baby boomers. Then you got Generation Z, which was born between the mid 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And then they came up with the millennials. Uh, So what's the millennials again? Uh, Born between the early 1980s to the mid 90s and 2000s. Yeah, what is early? We're going to say 90s. 84. 84. No, I'm thinking 85 and and up. No, it's 84. I think you're saying you might have just missed it. I just made it. I'm saying I'm a millennial. <laughs> Not this definition. Okay, but let's break. Let's break down what she said. Do we agree? Do we disagree? Yeah. I think so. Talk they, about it. They do got it easier. Like there's a lot of things. Cause okay, so when I was going to school, we couldn't go to Google and be like, "Who is Thomas Jefferson?" You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. Uh, like how perfect sense. You, you couldn't. You couldn't do it. Right. right. How <laughs> how do you multiply two times two? What is multiplication? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Back then, you gotta. All right, we gotta study this. This will depart. All, all we was yeah, doing was real. putting the numbers in the calculator, turning it upside mm-hmm. down, hey. making a word. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody didn't have a computer in their pocket. Yeah, that's true too. You did. That's true. Yeah. Some some stuff you you had. I brother, I remember going to the library and getting books mm-hmm. and actually researching shit. Right. No, how, me, how many people hit you had with this? Remember they used to come knock on the door and try to say you the uh, encyclopedia. Uh huh. Y'all show y'all ain't for real. Got, they definitely got my no. parents on one. Uh huh. Encyclopedia Britannica. Shit was expensive as fuck too. I think though, hey, if even you had it, you was balling. <laughs> even besides, you know, her saying millennials, I think that's just a thing. Purry when some parents just dominate over their children and Absolutely. control their lives when they're younger to the point where. They grow up and they don't know how to make decisions. Absolutely. They don't know how to do certain things with themselves. Overprotection. Yeah. And Over- I mean, I'm a victim of it. Yeah. I have like some that I discuss with my counselor. I have a, a problem with uh, making decisions sometimes because my mother was so in control of the decisions mm-hmm. that I had to make when Absolutely. I was younger and, and a teenager and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's just period. I agree. Mm. A lot of the stuff that, like Rip just said, a lot of the things she was talking about is not exclusive to millennials. A lot of us grew up that way. She was talking about, you know, keep your voice down, stay out of grown folks' business, stay in the trial. My, my grandmother was raised that way. Yeah. My grandmother was born in like the 1930s. Yeah. Like, that's not exclusive towards millennials. Yeah. That's and, everybody. Right. Yeah. And she she was right. Especially in the black community. Especially in the black community. <laughs> she was right. A lot of us, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Littles. A lot of us not knowing how to manage money or not having certain information because she wasn't told. I mean, that that happened to many generations, especially right. of black folks. Exactly. Not 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 just millennials. Exactly. Go ahead, littles. Uh, just a here's that word piggyback. Oh, piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> the piggyback on what Rip was saying. I absolutely agree with what he said. He said because I think some parents do their children the way their parents did them. Right. Absolutely. Just so they can do it. Like I want to feel that power over somebody like my parents did to me. If that makes any sense, that's two times. Sorry, son. <laughs> and I feel like this is gonna make me sound so damn old, but this generation has it so much easier. They have the tools that we didn't have. Like nobody 
Nobody taught me how to, to deal with money. Mm. They don't even teach that shit in school. Nope. Which they should do. They should. Mm-hmm. You in school, the purpose is to learn. They need to teach things that you need in real world exactly. situations. Well, like managing money. Especially with a country that's built off debt. You can YouTube anything you need. I'm about to say anything you need to learn. You can YouTube. But good thing, good thing that you know we're still of age that we're savvy enough to get Uh to this stuff. True. Because like I, like my parents, they they probably don't know nothing. My father don't do text messages. (laughs) I text them. He'd be like, "Motherfucker, you better call me." (laughs) I want to say even like in educational wise, where back in the day, like growing up, it was you have to go to college. Right. To get a good job now, mm-hmm. all the, you can get a certificate mm-hmm. and be making more than people that went to college. That's, That's true. true. You know what I'm saying? True. So it's it's definitely <laughs> things change, well, man. You just sell crack. <laughs> <laughs> crack ain't gonna go nowhere. Huh? <laughs> well, I'm gonna go on the limb and say this as well, just to wrap. Uh, I guess come out the back end of this. Um, Pause. A lot of. <laughs> 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 a lot of parents didn't teach us a lot of things because they didn't know either. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. That's true. A lot I agree of, with you. A lot of our parents had crazy debt. They mm-hmm. were barely making it. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize it because we were little kids. Mm-hmm. And me and my lady, we have this thing that uh, this this pack or this saying or however you want to put it is that we want to put our kids in a better position than our parents put us in. Right. Not to say that our parents put us in a bad position. But whatever the position was, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that our kids are left with a better position. Right. Things like uh, leaving them property. We're actually working on purchasing two pieces of property so that my daughter can we go, my daughter can have a piece of property, my son can have a piece of property. Oh, that's powerful, bro. Yeah, I, I, I made a pact that I want my son to understand finances at a young age. Mm-hmm. The power of saving, the power of good credit, the, you know. Things that my parents didn't really sit me down and break down and talk to me about. And I encourage everybody at this table, anybody listening, have that same energy for your kids. Mm -hmm. Even things that you may not even know fully, make sure that they go out and they learn it. Case in point, my son already speaks two languages. And this coming school year, he'll be working on a third. So he got English, of course. He speaks Spanish and he's going to school this coming fall that's going to teach him Hebrew. So my son is three and already working on his third language. I say that to say, if I had known then that Spanish was going to be so heavy. Right. I would have went to class. I would have went to class. <laughs> Look, I would have took it. My dumb butt took French. Yeah, I took French too. I took French too. I took French. Too. I took French. And I'm like, why the hell was I taking French? Right. Why was French even an option? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One. And I, I now that I see because it, everybody couldn't take Spanish. Right. Yeah. Some people had yeah. to take French. Yeah. And as I sit here and think about it, I took the shit because it was this girl that took French. <laughs> <laughs> always back to a girl. It's yeah. always back to a girl. Gotta have a, gotta have some motivation to go to and class. What you love. I tried my best to get her. And I never got her. But I end up doing what, Learned. like three years of French. That's because you failed French, and you know I speak well, to her. Well, she she didn't let me fail French, so I did get oh, that. Oh, real? Out of that's a problem. <laughs> you ain't even get it. The teacher, the French teacher, kept saying, "Jonathan, you can't speak a, a lick of this French, but you pass all the time." Uh-huh. <laughs> I say that's because my booby looking out. <laughs> but hey. no, nah, but you know, just things like that. Like I want my son to be in a better position. I didn't go to college. I didn't get a degree. And I'm at a position, I'm 38, I'm, you know, I'm finally making pretty 
decent money, but it was a climb. Like I had to go, I had to, uh, what's the saying I always use? I went to the school of hard knocks. Like mm-hmm. I had to grind my way to the position that I'm in. I say all that to say, I don't want my son. If the if the job requires you to speak Spanish, I want him to know Spanish. Right. If the job requires you to have a degree, I want him to have a degree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want him to graduate from high school with some assets. He's going to be ready. He's going to be ready. Uh-huh. And I think that we all, especially in the black community that's of the millennials or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, I think we should look to do that. I think it's important that we do that. I agree. I had a I had a cousin that did something, and I'm gonna stop here. I had a cousin that did something I'll never forget. When my so so my older cousin, her kids, what she did while they were in college was she started purchasing things in her kids' name. So she mm-hmm. had three kids that were in college at the time. One kid she purchased a car in their name, one kid she purchased a house in their name. One kid, she purchased something else in their name. At the time, I was thinking like, oh, she must got bad credit. Nah, nah, she establishing credit for them. She establishing credit Uh from them. So the minute they finished college, they were able to buy houses. They were Uh able because they had- Credit history. Credit history. Uh Most- Especially, <laughs> most especially in the black community, yeah, they start young and fuck it up. They don't leave you nothing, and most time they die <laughs> uh-huh. and leave you their debt. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's important for us millennials or Generation X to change that curse. That's true. That's, that's a bar. I might Break. still that's very That's very a bar. He pushed the mic back like he to knew he just pushed the mic. To count out what John said about taking the French for three years, I took. I was lucky enough to take Spanish. Shout out to Miss D Felice, wherever you at. Miss D Felice. Yeah, I took her from ninth to twelfth, and I don't know shit about Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold. Because we didn't take it serious. Yeah, we yeah, didn't we take it serious. Plus, she was nah. the fun teacher, and they made the mistake of putting me in the Spanish class with every one of my friends. So you should have yeah. known how that was going to end up. Yeah. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I took French three years in high school, but I also took a year of French in middle school. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had I had Spanish in middle school. And I had a class with Jason Thompson. Uh-oh. Ain't no work getting done. And me and... No. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> me and him cut up at the same level, but somehow... He passed, and I passed. <laughs> <laughs> so while Jason was cutting up with me, he was actually oh, doing his that's work. That's funny. And I wasn't, but that's yeah, another that's one. Hey, John, Go ahead. B- before we move on to the last two topics, can I can, can I teach the people real quick? Because these last two topics is heavy, bro. No, I was going to you next, All right, thank and then you. I'm skipping the rape joint, and we'll go to the last joint. All right, cool. Scotty, teach us something. Oh, man. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to the state of Oregon. Okay. For those of y'all who didn't know, when Oregon was granted statehood in 1859, it was the only state in the union admitted with a constitution that forbid black people from living, working, or owning property in the state. Mm. It was illegal for black people even to move to the state of Oregon until 1926. The wow. state of Oregon was actually founded on the principle that it would be a white utopia. So, hey, Dame Lillard, watch your back up there, brother. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? Oh, yep. Man. White utopia. Mm-hmm. White utopia. That's the principles on which the state was founded for. They didn't even want black people. They never wanted black people in the state at all. 
Wow. Brother, 1926 wasn't, is not ancient yeah. history. Did they, yeah, did they steal it from the natives, though? Of course they Everybody did. Everybody stole it from the natives. Of so course they stole the country They from stole the it from us. Yeah. We so the natives. Yeah, they, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they stole it from us. Wow. Scotty teaches us something every episode. Right. Make That's sure you stay tuned for that. We got one more topic, and then we're going to go to reviews. Do we have any reviews this week? Sure. I'll give a quick one of the new Mission Impossible. Movie. All right. Let's go to this last topic. I don't. I can't even read it. Men, sex, and uh, sex addiction. Yeah, oh, men sex and sex addiction. Yeah. Addiction. Do we have a clip for it? It's not a clip. It's a. It was a post that I saw on Instagram. Let's okay. Go. Homemade video. Featuring it says Rick. one of these days we'll have an honest conversation about how a lot of dudes have sex addic- addictions, fill fill voids with hella women. How keeping hella women is what you base your self esteem on. And how y'all need counseling from wounds you've never healed from the past. Mm. Interesting. Sex addiction, you say. Mm. So you addicted to sex, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should say that like juvenile. <laughs> 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 addicted to sex, Any type of addiction is related to some sort of trauma. If you're addicted to anything, that means you running for something. You running from something that mm. you're not dealing with. Mm. Period. What if I'm addicted to Jordans? I definitely think I don't think it's just a man thing because the person who posted was definitely not a man. Okay. So it's not. I think it's a. It's both ways because you know what I'm saying we know a lot of women out here. This hoes just like it's a lot of men out here. This hoes. Yeah. So I def. I mean, I agree with Scott. It's definitely a wound there. I mean, like, going through depression, I've looked up a lot of stuff and read a lot of things about depression and stuff, Uh and a lot of people with depression have sex addictions, Mm -hmm. and that's marked due to the fact that they have this absence of self-love, and they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm, Interesting. And through that love, they... They they equate love with sex. Mm. So that's why you have a lot of people out here having sex with just hella people, as that quote said, because they're they're equating sex with love. And you and just the fact that you see a lot of women out here doing it, that it makes sense to me in my mind, just based off the fact that women are more emotional than men. So oh. they're trying to keep a man with sex mm-hmm. or they're trying to get a man with sex or their sexuality you know right. so absolutely and to your point about women um also you'd be surprised how many women have been sexually abused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and especially in the, like once again i don't i, I say this because i only can speak for my people um, especially in the black community. It runs rampant. It runs rampant. Yeah, yeah. And, people and, don't talk about it. Yeah, people mm-hmm. don't talk about it. And going back to things that parents um, did or didn't do, when when it's bought to a lot of parents, they shut it down. They don't want to hear about it. They mm-hmm. don't address it. And you have a lot of women, too many women, that have been sexually abused at some point in their life. Yeah. Like, that's, that's bad. But, I don't... I, I know in my case, but I've heard other stories about, you know, in our community, the black community, how there's just not a lot of talk about sex, period. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember my first sex talk. It wasn't even with my father. My father lived in the house with us and everything. 
me and my dad, we have a pretty much non-existent relationship. My sex talk was with my mother, and I remember it to this day. We was driving down, <laughs> down Harry S. Truman Drive in Lago, Maryland. <laughs> I, I was 15 years old, and she said to me, Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be out here having no sex. And getting somebody pregnant because I ain't raising no damn kids. And that's the end. And that was the end of it. That <laughs> was my sex talk. Yes, that was my sex talk, brother. To this day, I've never had the sex I talk with my parents, brother. <laughs> we ain't never say. talked about it. I just figured it out. I was just about to say I never had it, and and my a lot of parents think the best way to keep you from having sex don't talk about it. <laughs> I had the sex talk, talk but mine is more of a uh, because of a situation that happened. But yeah, I had the sex talk with both of my parents. They both talked to me. They walked in on you, didn't they? Nah, man. Uh, I ain't going to tell the story because <laughs> it would be long. But, um, yeah, I had the sex talk with my father and mother in the room together. They talked about it. They said, what can happen? This can happen, blah, blah, blah. And since this is going on, we're going to take you to the doctor to just make sure everything's okay. So uh, I had the sex talk with both of my parents in the room. And then I think about it. I, my mom did ask me on my graduation day. We was It was after graduation. We was out eating. And my mother said to me this, and everybody fell out laughing. I had tears in my eyes. I laughed so hard. She said, John, have you kissed a girl? <laughs> I just graduated high school. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, you have no idea. <laughs> but I guess everybody's done. The room is done. Everybody's focused on their phone? No, I'm sorry. You were talking, man. No, we good. I, I definitely think when it comes to a man's perspective, if we don't have direction from a man, our father, mm-hmm. then we're going to be all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. I've even, like, it's a book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And it, and it talks about this. If you don't have direction from a man, you're going to have more feminine energy going on with you than the masculine energy. That is a fact. And it's funny you say that. Me and my my partner um, in in music, we we have this conversation all the time. And I and and in a joking way, I always say, I'm like, dude, what is wrong with dudes in this in this sensitive this this yeah. sensitive you know being so sensitive? And he always say, man, no fathers. And mm. he he's saying it. You know, you you hear people say it and you take it lightly, but what you just said is so true. It's no it. it so many guys are raised by single parent household. And it doesn't mean that it affects every man right. because there there are men that it may not necessarily be a father, but there's mm-hmm. an uncle or older brother or there's somebody there. But a lot of guys, and I have come across it way too much, where guys are female sensitive, Joe. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, as a dude, you way too sensitive, bro. Yeah. But I'm some, stop there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> some people, all they've been around is how would mom or grandma handle this situation? Exactly. And women handle situations differently than men. So if, if 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 a man is handling the situation thinking, well, this is what my mother would do, then th- th- there you go. Right. <laughs> you can't let every little thing get to you. That's just, yeah, you, you can't do it, man. Not as a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite line in Godfather, uh, women and children can be careless, not men. Nope. Mm, that's Yo, this I got. If, I if wish he was recording. Shit, right? you see this mic swinging. That nigga say something and be like, drop the mic, but he got pushed away. If, if son wasn't sitting where he was sitting, that shit would have been <laughs> all the way over there. <laughs> <Y'all are crazy. laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> <Y'all are crazy. laughs>
Mamba out. <laughs> yeah. retire from the conversation. I definitely think it's something to the post, though. I mean, you know, men do. is men out here. I've known plenty. I've hung with dudes that have, like, sex addictions. And then when... One is talking. I'm just... <laughs> 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 Mr. Oh, what is that? <laughs> greatest guy. Greatest <laughs> but, like, low-key when... When you start when you start growing and figuring stuff out or whatever, you start noticing other stuff in other people or whatever. And stuff that I've noticed in in people that I've hung with in the past that I've seen had sex addictions and they didn't have their father in their life, then that that, that kinda of, like, damn, that makes total sense to me. But just the fact that, you know, having like with me, my father and not really having a relationship with him. But I still had an older brother. I was in church, and I still had like older people, older older men that was giving me some type of direction. Mm-hmm. But still, I was lacking something because it didn't come from my own flesh and blood that I was with every day. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I'm saying it's it's something to it. You oh, know, what I'm saying absolutely. so we have to absolutely. we have to be self aware of you know, what I'm saying some of the stuff that's going on with us. Absolutely, absolutely. That's we, true. That's fine. We good on that? That's fine. Yeah. Littles with the reviews. All right. And that's my review. No, yesterday I saw the new Mission Impossible movie, the sixth one called uh Fallout, I believe. Oh, it's been six? Yeah, I six. have not seen First six movie came out in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, that looks terrible. It looks terrible. It looks terrible yeah. when you look at it now. It looks so dated. <laughs> yeah. From nineteen ninety six, the first movie I looked like a spy thriller, three. and now it's a total different franchise now. Wow. Uh starring Tom Cruise, of course. Is and Ethan he directed Hunt. this one, right? No, nah, he he hey, he's just an actor and a producer on it. Okay. Um, I think he produced all his movies. Yeah, Scientologist. Yeah, and Scientologist. <laughs> we can but go ben on that on a different ben show. Ben Rains was saying he had a he had a hand in this storyline, a, a oh. bigger hand in this storyline. He's okay. definitely he's definitely in it. The uh, the most he's been since maybe like the first movie. Was okay. this before yeah. or after the cops ran up on him? Yeah, I heard about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He's I'm sorry for interrupting you, little. Yeah, be sorry. No, that's what you <laughs> uh, yeah, Ving Rhames definitely is in here more as a speaking role this time. I guess they went out of their way to do that for him because he's been in the f- he's been in every movie since the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He's been in there 22 years and counting now as in this role. Um, this might be the best Mission Impossible there is right now. Wow. The mm. stunts from the beginning of the movie, the action sequences, the fights. I know if everybody's seen the trailer, you saw the the trailer with the guy that plays Superman, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill. He takes his jacket off and he like pumps his fist before yeah. he's about to go to battle. Games. That's yeah, whatever. That that's that's buff talk <laughs> over there. Uh, but the bathroom scene is a fight with Henry Cavill, who's obviously Superman, Tom Cruise, and another character. It's one of the best sequences in the movie. That little scene from the trailer doesn't do, doesn't do it justice. It's crazy. Tom Cruise is risking his life in this movie to entertain me, and it's awesome. <laughs> he's jumping out of planes, and you know it's really him because yeah, yeah, you know he, he does, does all his stunts. stunts. Yeah. He got the power of Scientology, he's, brother. Yeah, yeah, he's invincible. <laughs> he's driving through Paris doing traffic 100 miles an hour, weaving in between cars on a motorcycle, wow. and it's really him. Wow. The story was great. The locations was great. If you love the franchise, this might be... I'm going to say this is the best Mission Impossible yet. That's what Vin Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah. How, how are you going to check it out, Wade? I'm going five dollars Tuesday. And you know, I had to actually pay for a ticket this time. Which is, <laughs> I've had Movie Pass since Movie Pass. Movie Pass Y'all dropping the ball the now. Second week of October. 
I've seen 31 movies on MoviePass. Wow. And I haven't paid for a movie since October 13th. Wow. <laughs> I had to pay for one yesterday, so I canceled my subscription yesterday. Wow. So I'm back amongst the mortals. <laughs> <laughs> the common folk. Well, we don't get early release. We're going to work on early that. release. Tickets. Yeah, I can. We're going to work on that. We're going to get you. But uh, uh, as far as a mm-hmm. review, I'm giving it a four and a half out of five. Damn. Damn. Wow. Go see go that. See that. In, the biggest, in the biggest screen you could possibly can. Okay, so so it's definitely a go to the movies. Yes, definitely. This is this, okay. this, this, this IMAX. 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 I, I, went, I, I, I woke up too damn late to go to the Smithsonian and catch the first show because I was not going to be caught downtown at 3 p.m. on right, a Friday. Right. So I ended up going to Rivertown. It's, you know, they redid their theater. They right. got a nice screen now. But if you can see it on the biggest screen, you can check it out. Can what I was the question? Rotten Tomatoes score? What was it, like 95? It was like damn near 95. Damn. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure, sir. Can I see that Mission Impossible without seeing the other yes, ones? Yes, you can. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I well, have okay, seen no, none of them. Let me let me just let me. Surprise! You might you might yeah, need to see you might need to see the one before because mm, okay. the the bad guy's the same bad guy in this mm-hmm. one. Okay. You might need to see the Paula Patton joint. No, nah, the one after that. Uh, Is that when she Rogue fell Nation. out the plane? I seen Rogue like Nation. the plane crashed or whatever. Let me. I don't know what movie that was. Yeah, you need to see at least watch Rogue Nation. That's the one before this one. Yeah. Okay. okay, Rogue Nation was not the one where the cars were falling falling in the. That's I think that's the Paula Patton one. That's Ghost Protocol. Okay, I so I didn't see the last one. Okay. All right, yeah. so and it's called what now? Uh, the Rogue one before Nation. this one is Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, Probably it on good. Netflix or something. Everything. Yeah. On everyone okay. since three has okay. been <laughs> fire stick boy. Uh, <laughs> every Mission Impossible since three has been like, they totally changed the franchise like they did Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. It was one thing mm-hmm. and they totally switched it mm-hmm. into like a straight action film. Right, right, so right. So if right. you want to start, you can start from three and move your way on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, there you have it, man. Another no show in the books. You ain't going to do the uh, rolling papers, remember? You said you was going to do it this week. I did. Well, I forgot. I must have been using too many rolling papers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so All right, well, there you have it. You can catch us. Oh, does anybody have the new links for the show? I sent out new. Shoot. My crew, this is why we're called Unproductive. No. And unapologetic. Because we are unproductive. And we ain't sorry. No new, new links. Yeah, yeah they're no new. They are new. Oh, you mean the new uh, host? They're new hosts of the show. The new is. Uh, it's in here. Hold on. Give I me think I one. saved mine. Give me a I second. I think that's the Turn link that, that I got on. in my uh, IG. The one that Rip told me to save. I need the call too. Um, I want to find this. I'll edit this delay. But I want to. Okay, here we go. Pause something. Yeah, I got it. Unproductive and unapologetic is the show. You can find us on Part Chaser, Part Bay, Google Play Music, iTunes, and Beyond Pod. That is beyond me. Yeah, you go to our, our Instagram page, unproductive underscore apologetic. The link is in the bio. Un, uh, unproductive underscore unapologetic. Yeah. Yep. The link is in the bio. Absolutely. You can find us as unproductive, unapologetic on everything except uh, Twitter. Twitter yeah, is Twitter. you and you podcast. Mm-hmm. And on that note, it's your boy O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny J O N N Y. Next to me is it's your boy Waves. I'm back. You can catch me on Instagram Waves underscore DC. That's with a Z and not an S. Next to him is it's your main man Littles, aka Uncle Daddy. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Littles1126. Next to him is... Scott, author of Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy, available on Amazon.com. Shout out to Lowe down in H-Town. Yeah. Still rocking with you, Lowe. And, and Deck. And, and Deck. 
Charlotte down there, Charlotte holding us down, and everybody stay off them duck boats. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> stay Next off them duck boats, please, Jesus. Next to him is <laughs> it's your boy Rip the Spiritual Gangster and Be Easy doing this Mercury Retrograde. Catch me on greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Next to him is It's your boy, son, the mother lover. I guess you can call me a motherfucker. <laughs> and since Lowe was in H-Town, we're going to end it with this. Two boots coming together, making tasteful lust. Yeah. He playing this song and my wife talking some shit. I'm ready to go. Hey, this is for you, son. H-Town boys. Go home and put it down. Nah, she's sober. <laughs> But a nine-three, you know what I'm saying? So I say he gonna go home and knock some boots. boots. <laughs> G.I. Shazam Dino. They gonna do a little something for you real sexy like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yo. Check the verse. A landline the back when we made good love. Listening to some more Moments once again, so won't you, so won't you, um, I do it for us, babe. Good love and body rocking.